Hello and thanks for downloading Journalism Revision Ipso Editor's Code. My name's Sani Rudravadula and this podcast is for anybody who's focusing on the Ipso Editor's Code of Practice, thinking about the NCTJ exams on press regulation, or if you've got a general interest in press regulation. In this episode, we're looking at Clause 15, Witness Payments in Criminal Trials. So the first thing we need to do is have a check and see what the code says. Clause 15 has three points. The first point has no public interest justification to breach. So the first one is that no payment or offer should be made to a witness or potential witness once court proceedings are active, and that lasts until the suspect has been unconditionally freed without charge, or a guilty plea has been entered, or the court has announced a not guilty verdict. Now the next two can be broken if there's a public interest justification. If the case isn't active, but is likely or foreseeable, then no payment or offer of payment should be made unless the information can be shown to be in the public interest and there's an overriding need to promise that payment to make this happen. Steps should also be taken to ensure that there's no influence from these payments on the trial. Finally, any payment made to someone who is cited to give evidence, for example a witness, must be declared to the defence team. Witnesses must be advised of this requirement. The rules of this clause came about as a result of what was going on in a number of high-profile cases with witnesses. The cases included the Rose West trial and Gary Glitter. In the Gary Glitter case, a witness made public her allegations of abuse for £10,000 and she stood to gain another £25,000 upon conviction. It wasn't illegal, but a judge at the time said it was greatly to be deprecated. Ipso themselves in the codebook say it was a sorry state of affairs. Now with this clause, Ipso can actually launch their own investigations without a complaint to look at witness payments. And there are two categories where paying a witness is totally not allowed. Um, The first being there's a total ban during active proceedings, so when the case is actually going on, and a qualified ban where the case isn't active, but it might soon be, or is foreseeable. As well as editors being aware of the high threshold when it comes to a public interest justification, there are a few other areas that they need to be across. The codebook mentions three in particular, influencing witnesses being one, so editors have a duty of care to make sure that the financial dealings they may have with a witness don't lead to them changing the testimony or withholding information in an attempt to preserve exclusivity with the publication. They also don't want to end up exaggerating evidence to talk up the value of their story. And editors need to be alive to the fact that a journalist may unintentionally rehearse the witness or coach them by getting them to go over their evidence for the story. They also need to be aware of making sure they don't add any extraneous information. And by that we mean, you know, bits of information that weren't really in the witness's testimony to start with that could influence the evidence. Secondly, the codebook says that conditional payments are potentially really dangerous in terms of tainting witnesses. So if you get a payment on condition of a guilty or not guilty verdict, for example, the PCC has previously made clear that a deal linked to the outcome of a trial would be strictly prohibited. 
and it might affect the witness's evidence or credibility. Finally, when it comes to disclosure, the codebook says that an editor, once satisfied that the code requirements have been met and a payment has been offered or made, they need to make it really clear to the payee that if they are cited to give evidence, that deal will be disclosed to the prosecution and defence. That transparency is deliberate to safeguard against miscarriages of justice. Plus it puts an extra bit of weight on the witness to make sure they're going to tell the truth because they're likely to be cross-examined about that payment at the trial. There's only been one adjudication on a breach and it was about Katie Knight who was jailed for 30 years for murdering her husband by lacing his food with antifreeze. During an overnight break in her testimony she was approached by Full House magazine for an interview and a fee after her trial. This was actually the only uh, publication that offered a fee at the time to her. The PCC launched its own investigation. The editor said an approach letter had been sent out early by mistake and had since changed the practices so it wouldn't happen again. It was a clear breach because the proceedings were active. There was no evidence, however, that it affected the outcome of the trial, but this clause exists to prevent payments having a real or perceived influence on the administration of justice. Remember, it's never acceptable to approach a witness giving evidence, and a journalist's actions could have severe consequences. So that concludes everything we're looking at when it comes to Clause 15, witness payments in criminal trials. We've got one more clause to go before we completed the set, so I'll see you for that one very soon. Journalism Revision Ipso Editor's Code was produced and presented by me, Sani Rudravadula. Don't forget, we're on Apple Podcasts, so if you could leave us a five-star review and a nice comment, that would be greatly appreciated. 